And away we go. Anthony Lucci and Zach Rothenberger here, bringing you into the next special episode of Motoring Millennials. Zach, that Camaro in the beginning sounds damn good, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it does. I mean, this the topic that we have for this special edition, we won't hear that sound with this topic we're going to be bringing up. But Maybe uh, the tires squeal, but you won't hear the exhaust. That's right. You won't hear the exhaust and that sweet sound of an engine. No, uh, definitely yeah. not. But uh, but yeah, no, we have a great show, special edition, like like Lucci mentioned, uh, coming up for you here. Uh, why don't you bring the, view, the listeners in, what we're going to be talking about on this one. Yeah, so something a little bit different, a little out of our wheelhouse. Um <laughs> But we're going to be talking about electric vehicles, the future of them, the future that electric vehicles um, has on our hobby and our sport of drag racing, um, the the pros and the cons, and uh, looking for everyone's feedback, you know, what, what you think of it as well, uh, along with our thoughts. So that's what we're going to be talking about, along with some news that just broke the other day. Um, so let's dive right into it. So state of California, we know that They've always been pushing for regulations uh, ever since the 1970s, really, on um, on emissions for different vehicles. Um, so recently, they just announced that by 2035, they're looking to stop the sale of internal combustion engines. So every, the majority of vehicles sold nowadays, right, they have internal combustion engines, which you need air, fuel, spark, and compression. And that makes your car go down the road pretty yeah, much. It makes it sound nice too. Makes you, it, <laughs> you make, do modifications like we do. Makes but. it sound nice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, with an electric vehicle, you don't need that stuff. <laughs> you, yeah. you, it's 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 pretty crazy. I, there's so many less components um, that make up a vehicle, and you don't have uh, the emissions coming out of the vehicle. Now there are. Of course, some environmental things to take into account. What do you do with the, the batteries and the vehicles when they're no longer used? Because batteries don't last forever. No. They the really production don't. of those batteries as well. No, exactly. Right. So yeah. it, that's very costly. Yeah. Um, so one thing to keep in mind is the price of vehicles, which um, you can definitely look up. And if you go to auto shows... Or um, look online for prices of vehicles. They're continually going up and up. But an electric vehicle is not going to be any cheaper than an, an engine that, ha- or I'm sorry, than a car that has an internal combustion engine in it. That is for sure. No, and you gotta, you know, you talk about the costs and the the pricing of electric vehicle. The other thing you have to take into consideration is you typically, if you own an electric vehicle, you need a charging port, mm-hmm. right? So the charging port means your electric bill goes up. It means you know the the costs and just the that type of maintenance yep. is is going to be higher. Well, maybe not higher than other cars, but it's not as cheap as what people would think because it's something that it's a battery it needs to get charged. Like you yeah, charge your phone every day. It's not free to charge it. No. And as of right now, the infrastructure across the United States, if you want to travel very far, you can't go that far because there's not charging ports everywhere. Now that landscape will probably change in the future. As a lot of manufacturers are supporting um, the electric car, as most manufacturers do have at least one le- uh, electric vehicle in their lineup nowadays, and more are coming. So it is something that's definitely changing in the automotive world. Um, they actually had 
I know Porsche developed an electric car back in like 1902 or wow. early 1900s. Really? Now they abandoned it back then, but now they have the Taycan, which is a pretty amazing car. I got to say they, mm. they, they, there are some companies that are doing them very nice and, um, but it's a totally different driving experience, right? Zach, I mean, it, it's, it's not like driving a normal car, what we're used to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first off, you know, we all, like I said earlier, we all like to hear a nice rumble or a mm-hmm. sound and, and who doesn't and feel it in the seat of our pants, right? <laughs> yeah, for you know our, our muscle car. That's how we or, measure horsepower here, right? Too. Exactly. So you know, you might hear my non-millennial and our non-millennial side come yeah. out here, just but, a little, just a little bit, but uh, but yeah, it's a totally different experience. Uh, I've actually test drove a Tesla before, for example, and not that I didn't like it, it was just totally different than what I'm used to. You know, for example, it's quiet. You don't hear anything. You barely can tell you're you're alive, let alone your car's moving. You know, and uh, you know when you let go of the the accelerator accelerator pedal, we'll call it, not the gas pedal. Right. So the car basically like slows itself down. You barely need to touch the brakes. It's very just. Electronic. It almost <laughs> it reminds me of like a driving a bumper car, right? Yeah. Is that kind of what it's similar to? I've never driven one, so S- similar, yeah, for sure. But to that same point, like the acceleration is out of this world. Like, it's, yeah, and because it's quiet, right? Like you know, when you when you floor a muscle car or a race car, like you have the noise, right, to it, right. which adds like the adrenaline rush or like that slight rush of fear or excitement. Whereas this, it's like you floor it, it's just like you're on a roller coaster, basically. That's quiet. And I think also and. I know I be I become so trained, and I, I don't know if this is just something with me, but if you can tell if the car is running really good or not right by the sound of it, right? Yeah. I mean, do you think that too? One hundred percent. And I think when you can hear a car, you become more of a, you have more of an attachment to the car, right. right? And like if you work on the car, you it's the same thing with with a car that's you know in internal combustion. It's almost like a boyfriend or girlfriend. Like you can hear something in their voice, something's wrong. <laughs> if something's in the the tone of the car is slightly off, you're like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. But yeah. with an electric vehicle, you wouldn't really know if anything's really going on unless it comes up on the huge dash with a million lights and electronics in front of you right yeah exactly or like you know there's sensors everywhere i'm sure yeah. so it's uh yeah there it's to me it would be just like having a cell phone saying you need an update and it's mm-hmm. like okay so do i update my car how's this work you hopefully know? the updates work better than uh iphone updates oh i know yeah there's <laughs> many horror stories around, around that um so a lot of like i feel like for me there's, I've seen, I know for me personally, I've seen a lot more electric cars on the road, whether it's a Tesla or a Prius in the last year or two. Right. I think that it's a trend that's starting to catch on, especially with the millennial generation for, for a lot of good reasons and a lot, a lot of other reasons that, you know, we may not agree with, for example, uh, which we don't have to dive into that. But if you look at the actual numbers, you know, some McKinsey consulting group and like the Alliance of auto manufacturers have, have shown some numbers with the, the actual market share in the mm. automotive industry that electric vehicles have and must be high, right? Well, you would think, right, considering the generational shift and you know, um, just us seeing more electric cars on the road, but it's actually deceivingly low, really. Which for me, I'm <laughs> glad in a way. So, you know, in 2017, only 1.2% of the market share of automotives owned was an electric vehicle. Wow. Yeah. Tw- That's less than I thought. Right. Yeah. 2018, 1.9%. And 2019, 2.5%. So, 
you know, you're seeing like a half percent of market share every year go towards the electric vehicles. So while it is growing, it's still very small. Right. And right. it's not as much as like people would think. You know, I was blown away by those numbers. I thought it was going to be like 20% or 30%. Uh, and I think in the future, fortunately or unfortunately, we'll probably hold, you know, we'll, we'll probably get up to 30 in the next, you know, 10, 20 years, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, California, as as you mentioned, is is pushing pretty hard for electric vehicle purchases. You know, new cars and things like that. So in 2018, the cars that were purchased in California, seven seven point eight percent of vehicles owned and purchased in California were electric vehicles. So California is pretty much leading leading the way when it comes to you know the electric vehicle the electric vehicle uh, pursuit, if you will. And I think, you know, obviously California, like it's like we talked about, they're leading the pursuit. And I think, you know, the more liberal states you see, the more likely they're going to push that for the global warming purposes and other reasons like that, which we're, we don't have to get into on the show, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, it seems to be a trend, but it's not as high as we think so far. Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, it's, uh, there's definitely, it, I mean, it's like anything, it's, uh, things change over time, but, um, it'll be interesting to see if like states like that, I think of like Pomona, like the, the drag strip out there, are they going to keep, are they going to like eventually try to not have any internal combustion engines in the state? Because there's so many, like you're, it's going to take years and years to phase that out. Past our lifetime, I would hope and think. Right. Yeah. I mean you know, we might, you're going to see a mixture of more electric cars. You might see a flying car, but it's not going to be, everyone's not going to have it. Again, the price, not everyone's going to be able to afford these vehicles. Mm -hmm. Um, There are, you know, there are definitely some benefits to them. Um, I mean, you don't have to, uh, you can charge your car at home, I guess, if you have the right charger and you don't have to go to the gas station, but there's also, you know, um, like we were saying, there's some cons to it as well. You know, you can't go as far um, conveniently. You have to, if if you're just commuting back and forth to work, and that's really it. And then I, I'd be would be really interested to know how many electric vehicle owners today have another vehicle in their garage that they use for longer trips or going. You know, not just for commuting. I don't know. To me, it just, I would love to know those stats. Yeah, no, me too. I think longevity is is a question mark for sure. It's it's kind of unproven right now, I feel like. And another question mark I know for me, and maybe this is just me being a lunatic, is, you know, an electric car is all well and good, but I feel like from a health perspective, I feel like you're just driving a battery. (laughs) So it's like, how healthy is that for you? You know, people say about having your cell phone. phone in your pocket. And it kills your like sperm cells. So it's like, what's it going to do when you're in, in a car, in a battery, electric powered car? How's that going to be for you? I um, have no clue. <laughs> you know, it's just a lot of question marks for me. And I think as we could tell by some of the, the market share numbers, it's very slowly being adapted. So hopefully or adopted. So, ho- so hopefully, you know, we start to see some of these question marks kind of unravel and maybe can produce some more comfort to car folks like us. Right. Right, definitely. And that takes us right into our next motoring moment. That's right. So we have a, another tip for you. Uh, 
this is on a little electric unrelated, but um, this is about cleaning your windows in your car, whether it's your windshield, uh, inside or out, the glass on the door panels, quarter windows. I hate streaks. I hate Who streaks. Ha yeah, no one likes them. Yeah. Right? Especially when you're washing your car. It's streaks everywhere. And, and the, the worst thing is when you're driving down the road and it's right into the sun and you can't see because your oh. windshield is smeary. So we got a few tips on cleaning your uh, windows and getting rid of streaks for good. So you, first you need three towels. You can't just use one towel uh, or paper towel to clean they your window. microfiber or does it matter? I mean, I guess you could you could use a microfiber towel. I don't do that just because I feel like it's a little yeah. it's a this is a more expensive route to go, but it's right. probably definitely a better route. Um, you can use shop towels or just you know really high quality paper towel. And first step you want to do is you want to get a a, um, a spray bottle with half rubbing alcohol, half water, and you want to spray that on the windshield to get all that grease and dirt and grime off. What a lot of people don't realize is in the dash of your vehicle, there's a lot of oils that um, from the plastics and the vinyl and the leather. And that, especially on hot summer days, that collects on the windshield mm. when your car is baking in the sun. I never realized that. Yeah. So and it, it, that's why it becomes smeary. So you want to get – so spray the alcohol and uh, half alcohol, half water on the window and wipe it clean. Then you want to take your second – uh, towel and you want to use your favorite window cleaner and you want to sp spray the window or the towel or both and then you want to clean that and you want to do this pretty quick you want to make sure you're doing a nice job but do it pretty quick and the last thing last towel you want to do is you want to have it completely dry and as soon as you do that second step with the window cleaner as it's as the residue that's left over is drying on the glass you want to wipe it off really fast. But again, make sure you're doing it. It's, it's about a quality job. You might have to do it a couple of times so you don't miss any spots. But you will definitely have clear vision in 2020. Oh, baby. There we go. <laughs> yeah, 2020 has been everything but clear. Everything. But hopefully that helps. That'll help you clear up your uh, your sight. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of, since we're talking about windshield and, and you know detailing your windows uh, per se. So say if you... You don't have that that issue, or after you do that, and you like to do a full detail on your car. Um, I know for me personally, I like using invisible glass for the window cleaner. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people use a paper towel uh, to help to wipe it off, and sometimes that leaves streaks, like we talked about, or just doesn't get it fully fully clean. A little trick of the trade, another little motoring moment would be instead of using paper towel, use your um, use your newspaper. So go go buy a newspaper, support the local journalist, and use it to clean your windshield. So that's a good tip. Yeah, right. It's a little out of the box, but it works very well. Yeah. Done it many times. So yeah. <laughs> and you can read and learn yeah. while you're cleaning your windows. That's right. Exactly. You can learn about how bad you know, your local sports team's doing or, or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, yeah. So leading into that. Our next topic would be you were at, you were at Indy recently, yeah, India for the NHRA. That, yeah. was, that was a great event, and something that was there that I was not expecting. Um, I've learned as I was driving out to Indy that was going to be there was an electric Mustang, um, which is not just a normal electric Mustang, but it was uh, hmm. uh, for, designed for the drag strip, and 
It's called the Electric Cobra Jet 1400, which um, is fully electric. Wow. And it runs low eights in the quarter mile at 170 miles per hour. Jeez. Was the whole thing electric or was there some mechanics to it? So the where the engine typically sits in your normal car or race car, mm. um, that had the electric motor and it had Reinhardt motion uh, systems, which were the AC motor controllers. There were four of them and a lot of cooling lines because you gotta you gotta imagine that this to propel this car to do eight seconds in the quarter mile has to make a decent amount of power. Yeah. Um, electric power that right. is. Yeah. So the output of each of these um, controllers was 450 to 700 amps, which is, is pretty, pretty high. Yeah. So yeah. When, when I was talking to the engineer there, he said driving it is uh, it, it's still, it's still a vehicle, still a car. However, it's definitely much quieter than a car with open headers going down the racetrack at, you know, what, five, six, seven, eight thousand RPM. Yeah. Um, and uh, the from the engine back, it's just like a car. Actually, if you, it, it's not that much different. It they actually used a TH four hundred transmission, which they use in a lot of the muscle cars from back in the day. Yeah. Has a drive shaft, has a rear axle. Has brakes, um, and but again, it's it's definitely totally different than they they had the uh, Super Cobra Jet, which I believe is the five point two liter, uh, right behind it, mm. and of course that makes a lot of noise and power as well. And but you have two totally different vehicles: an internal combustion engine and an electric drag car, and they're running a approximately the same time in the quarter mile it's it's pretty impressive i mean it equates to over 1400 horsepower and 1100 foot pounds of torque so you can see why it's running so fast and um Sheesh. i'm sure we might see more of these um appear maybe with the copo camaro and even with the challengers coming down the road yeah i, I did see that there actually was an electric copa camaro came out and i believe it ran around the same quarter mile time which is right incredible but i mean this leads me to ask it's like is this the future of what hot rodding and racing and and what the car you know folk industry looks like um i don't know how i feel about that to be honest <laughs> with you i i mean it might be it yeah. might it, it really could be it seems like there's such a huge push in the industry that if everyone from a manufacturing standpoint uh comes on board that it it, it might just become the way of the future and maybe 35 40 years from now we we might not think it's all that weird um if they stop making internal combustion engines over the period of you know 15 years or so Eventually, most people are going to buy an electric vehicle, yeah. but there's still you're still going to have internal combustion engines on the road, yeah. um, and so you're still going to have them at the drag strip. Um, but you might see a, a mixture of electric vehicles on the road and at your local drag strip as well. I guess the good thing is it might usher in a new crowd of people into the drag racing sport, right? That's a good way to look at it. You know, 
internal combustion engines will always have a spot in my heart, obviously, in our heart. Yeah. So I think, but yes, you're right. Opening up the sport to a crowd who might be more into the electric vehicle uh, circuit would be would be good for the sport because it's just promoting the sport and bringing more people into the great sport and passion there that we all share. Obviously, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely going to be different. It's going to be like, well, my car puts out this many volts. Yeah. <laughs> versus, yeah. oh well, I put headers on it. I put I use these spark plugs, and that gave me, you know, a little bit extra in the quarter mile. Yeah, and you know, exactly. it's definitely going to be different. Kind of. Yeah. I feel, I feel like the conversations are going to be so yeah, different. Right. For sure. I think the thing with like you know the normal internal combustion uh, engine group is is like you you as the the racer or the builder have more of a connection to the car i feel like because you're mm-hmm. turning you're loosening and tightening the car you're making the the modifications whereas what i'm curious if, to learn would be the future with the electric cars is like can you make any adjustments yourself or are there yeah. too many sensors that you can't even change your wheels i'd be afraid like? to touch it right exactly so and i i really think with the petroleum industry and how how much that runs the country and and you have just how big of an industry is globally. We're never going to lose the internal combustion engine in my opinion, but there's definitely, you know, a slow it's growing slowly as we've seen by the percentages we talked about, but there is a market for sure for electric vehicles that's coming up and, you know, for better or worse, uh, it'll be here within the next probably couple decades where it'll be pretty, predominant i would think yeah and you can definitely uh stay tuned to motor and millennials for any more uh electric vehicle content that uh news in the drag racing community that comes out will keep you informed but of course uh you know if you want to hear more about building race cars the old-fashioned way as we'll call it for now we have that content for you here as well so thanks for everyone to for listening in make sure to subscribe and share Um, We appreciate that. And follow us if you aren't already. We'll be bringing a lot more great content your way. And, uh, again, you can always count on us for making a lot of noise with old muscle cars and even new modern muscle cars. That's right. Let's hit it. Hit the switch.